Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Last First Date Radio, featuring interviews with experts in dating, relating, and mating in midlife. And now, here's your host, Sandy Weiner. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Last First Date Radio. This is Sandy Weiner, and I am the founder and chief love officer at LastFirstDate.com. I want to thank you for joining us today. Last First Date Radio is a show about achieving healthy, off-the-charts love in the second half of life. And one of the cornerstones of finding love is having great sex, which is why I'm so excited to be speaking in a few moments with author Laura Korn about how to spice things up in the bedroom As a dating coach, I specialize in helping women date as the high-value women that they are in every other part of their lives because when a woman knows her true worth, she attracts her best partner, her most aligned partner. And women come to me for support who are amazing moms. They are successful in the workforce, but they have challenges when it comes to romantic relationships. One of the mistakes that I notice over and over again is that women date with the same energy that they bring to their work life. They bring the masculine energy of competition and one-upsmanship and argumentation. And while this all makes them successful in the workplace, it can also turn off the very guys that they are attracted to. I used to make these same mistakes, and I actually thought that men would be more attracted to me if they knew how busy I was. And I would talk about being crazy busy, and crazy busy is actually a way to numb yourself. Um, When you're crazy, crazy busy, everything is so crazy, 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 a man basically thinks that you have no time for him. He's not thinking, wow, I'm so impressed with this woman. She is so busy. So instead of making these mistakes over and over again that you probably don't even know you're making, I have created a guide for you, and it is my gift to you. So if you don't yet have your copy, please sign up today for the top three mistakes that midlife daters make and how to turn them around so you can find lasting love. Because who doesn't want lasting love? And especially as the new year approaches, It's top of the mind for so many of you. So please go to lastfirstdate.com and sign up for the free guide on my homepage. I also want to invite you to my new Facebook group, which is called Your Last First Date. So go to Facebook groups, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash your last first date. Don't forget the your because I want you to go on your last first date. So this is really just for women over 40. Men, I love to serve you too, but this group is a private, secure, safe group for women who want to come and get support that's solid support, not support that other people are throwing out there like your good friends. Often not the right kind of support for you. So I, I really believe that you need a place where you can get solid, common-sense support to help you on your journey to find love. So let's talk about finding love through great sex. And who better to do that than Laura Korn? She is the New York Times best-selling author and app innovator behind 101 Nights of Great Sex. Her revolutionary approach provides couples with detailed seductions to turn up the heat in the bedroom. 
She has released over nine books and one app, helping over four million couples revive their sex life with renewed passion. So let us talk right now to Laura Korn. Hello, Laura. Hi. Thank you. What a nice great time. introduction. <laughs> well, we like that talking was me. about I that. I did all of that. You did all of that. Pretty impressive. Oh my god. <laughs> Well, when it comes out of your mouth, it sounds really good. Yeah, right? Wow. I know. So we get so busy doing what we love to do that it's hard to even believe what we're creating here, right? It's true. And I was listening to what you said earlier about you getting in that masculine energy and if you're a busy, busy person and how you would think that a man would really, you know, like, oh, she's so busy. She must be interesting. You know, she's got a lot she's doing. And, uh, but I have fallen into that, you know, bad karma kind of relationship, you know, where I'm really busy and I just ignore him and I'm in my masculine energy and it never works. It doesn't no. work. And women and it's really so hard. What's your best well, advice for turning it off? So I think what what happens is women women get this fear that they're going to lose their independence if they start um receiving and not doing. And if they lean back instead of leaning in all the time, it's. I think you know, it's good to lean in at work. It's bad to lean lean in all the time in a relationship. You need to create the space to allow a man to step up and be the kind of guy that you're actually attracted to, which we often don't do. So, my best advice is to really, um, you know, picture that leaning in, leaning back thing. I think is a great way to start to have that metaphor mm-hmm. of. Um, like actually lean back um, and and just like zip it. <laughs> I mean, like really <laughs> zip your mouth shut and and really stop stop talking about your accomplishments and just be, um, you know, be into your feelings, be into your into into being present um, and not mm-hmm. trying to impress. I mean, I think that's that's Excellent. pretty much that's a good place to start, right? Yeah, and I didn't know. I mean, I've been leaning in way, way too much. Mm. <laughs> and you yeah, know that lean goes back. To, for great sex, you got to lean back too. You got to yeah, allow think, him to give you pleasure. Exactly, and pleasure is actually a key word today. I was just coaching a client, and one of her one of her jobs this year is is to allow more pleasure and fun into her life because that shifts everything so let's talk about pleasure and sex yeah and um so when you were married you hated sex so let's let's talk about how you went from hating sex to writing a best-selling book about sex what shifted for you what happened well i just didn't know how to communicate um i had learned how to give myself an orgasm and the way that i learned how to masturbate um, was embarrassing to me because it didn't, you know, when I got, when I ended up mar- uh, uh, in my marriage, I didn't communicate how I, how I pleasured myself. And so the sex just became, because I never had an orgasm, and because I kind of shut down because I couldn't communicate, you know, sex got, so, you know, I literally would just lie there and paint the ceiling all different colors, and I just hated sex, but I also came from sexual abuse and other issues. So the marriage ended, um, 
And, you know, he basically told me I was the worst sex he'd ever had. That wasn't a surprise to me. But the marriage ended, and I didn't really know what to do about it. I didn't have any money to go to therapy. So I ended up in the library where I ended. I stayed for three years, and I read every book on sex. Mm. And and I, I just kept reading and reading and reading and just figured out what my issues were, what my problems were. And I wrote my very first book in the library called 237 Intimate Questions Every Woman Should Ask a Man. Hmm. And for several years, I interviewed over a 1,000 men. And I did do a lot of leaning in, but what it taught me was something invaluable, that I learned how to listen. Uh-huh. And, you know, it's funny, but I'm not, I'm a much better listener than I am talker. Hmm. And I think it came from all that training and, and asking questions and um so <clears throat> fast forward, the relationship I'm in, I've been in for 23 years. When we first met, I had, been, I had gone through this, uh, you know, this three-year re- three period. I'd finished writing this book, and I was not going to allow the same mistakes I, I made in my marriage with him. And the first thing I showed him was how to, make, how to give me an orgasm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it was like, wow. And then I thought, wow, this is amazing. And uh, then I wrote my New York Times bestselling book, 101 Nights of Great Sex. Mm-hmm. That's the short story. I love it. Well, you know, and this is also a conversation I was having with the client this morning. It's about showing up and training people how to treat you. And I think if we, we you know, so many of us grew up thinking people had to read our minds. I mean, you know, they should know. If they love me, they would know. If they love me, they'd know how to pleasure me. Well, no. You know, we need to guide each other. And and how wonderful would it be if we all shared the operating manual with each other? Mm, great. Yes. <laughs> but we all come with a different operating manual in so many ways. Yes, and, which uh, is why we need to share it exactly. because there is no one-size-fits-all. Mhm. Mhm. What uh w- were you always um could you were you always a good communicator sexually in your own relationship? Um, that's a really good question. Probably not. Um no, actually mm-hmm. my very first sexual encounter was with a man who I was madly in love with from the time I was 13 years old and we were in relationship for about 7 years before we had sex. Um so I was like 21, so whatever that eight years, um, mm-hmm. and our first time was awful, so awful, it was so bad, <laughs> and I also never communicated anything, I didn't communicate my needs at all, so I didn't know if he loved me, I didn't know if we, we were seeing each other exclusively, I didn't know anything, and so it, it, it was like really quick, um, he made me feel really bad about myself, um, that there was something wrong with me, so I went out to prove him wrong, and and had all these other fabulous partners, and um, and started to learn about myself. And what was really interesting, then I want to make it back, back about you, because we only have a half an hour, but, but this was so interesting that as my marriage was ending, I reached out to him 
So it had been decades, and I just said, you know, I'm sort of awakening, and I need to know the answers to some questions like, did you love me, and were we seeing each other exclusively? Because this was sort of, you know, I had put it aside, but I revisited it, and he told me he was crazy about me. He felt terrible. He said, I I was the worst communicator. I, I didn't get sex right for many, many years, and I'm sorry if I made you feel bad. So... I got closure, but I oh, learned. That's yeah. So wonderful. Yeah. Well, I, as a side note, Marilyn Monroe was famous. Well, well, Marilyn Monroe was responsible for my first orgasm. Oh. I don't want to get that? off track. But <laughs> that's an interesting comment. Tell me more. It's absolutely the truth. Uh, I'll try to tell the short story, but. I explained a little bit of it in one of the seductions in 101 Nights of Great Sex. And it's uh, one of the sealed envelopes in the book. It's called, I Think I Made His Back Feel Better. And she was famous for, for that uh, uh, quote. But what most people didn't realize was where that came from and what that meant. I dated a man many, 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 many years ago when I was sexually dysfunctional and um, and he told me what she had done with him in the bed, in bed, in the bedroom, and I was just blown away. How Marilyn Monroe got herself off was to climb on a man's back and rub her pubic bone into a man's back, and that's how she would orgasm. Wow. And he suggested that I try that. Well, when I was younger and growing up and learning how to masturbate, I learned how to masturbate by rubbing up on my stomach, uh, you know, up against a toy or sheets. And that's how, that, would be, that was the only way I could actually have an orgasm, was on my stomach, rubbing up against something. So when he told me about this technique, I thought, oh my gosh. So I wasn't comfortable doing it with him, but later when I met Jeff, I was able to do it. And that's how I had my very first orgasm with man. Oh, wow. And the rest is history, nine books later. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I love it. Well, fun. you know, but, but being able yeah. to feel that sense of comfort and ease and trust with Jeff was really essential to being able to let go and do what made you, uh, what gave you pleasure, right? Exactly. exactly. And it's all, it, it boils down to trust. Mm-hmm letting go and, and trusting him and feeling that I could, you know, in most of the seductions, I've, I've written 500. So have been written to keep my relationship exciting. And mm. it's through re- research and just, you know, to spice up my own love life. Mm-hmm. So um, and nine books later, here I am. Yeah. I'm, now I'm good. <laughs> I know. I'm very excited. Yes. Well, you're helping lots of people to, to you know, have better sex, which is just so important. Um, and I think Are we have married? to get more comfortable. I am not married, and I'm not in a uh-huh. relationship right now. So I'm going to take notes and use all these things when I meet the next guy who I want to be in a relationship <laughs> with. I've gotten very picky. Um, I'm divorced about eight, eight years. Um, uh-huh. So. So let's talk about your magic formula that couples can use and they want to have hotter sex. What what is that? Well, what do you I mean, what do you what do you think is the number one sexual complaint of couples across the country? 
um, the number one sexual complaint. Mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. well, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is that either people think they're not having sex enough or they're having it too much. Um, it, and I think people are often on the wrong page. I think that mm-hmm. um, the other problem is sex becomes boring. Um, exactly. Yeah. Is that it? it? Did I hit it? Okay. Yeah. It, it, well, you know, if you ask most couples, like if you had sex tonight, can you predict what would happen? Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, most couples say yes, down to almost mm-hmm. a minute, you know, yeah. a few minutes here or there. It's so predictable. It's so routine. And both partners are not bringing new, newness, novelty, excitement to the relationship. Mm-hmm. And so I created, a, you know, my 101 Nights of Great Sex book is very unusual because all of the pages. Have you seen the book? They're no, I was supposed to receive it and I did not get it. Um, oh. stuck together. I'd well, love a copy. It's not a. It's it, well, I will send you one. Um, Thank you. <laughs> it, it, it's it's not a book you read. It's a book you do. Yes. The There are hundred and one erotic adventures in the book. It's kind of like um, the pages are stuck together, so they're envelopes. It's kind of like the Academy Award of sex, you know, where they go, "Can I have the envelope, please?" Mm-hmm. And uh, at that moment, you know, you're kind of like on the edge right there, right before they open up the envelope. And that's what, what you feel like when you do the book together with your, with your partner. So there are 50 sealed envelopes or seductions for his eyes only and 50 for her eyes only. And by the way, the new app, there's his app, there's a his for his eyes only app and a for her eyes only app. And they kind of lock in together, okay? Mm-hmm. And each one of these adventures has a name, a title. And, you know, uh, uh, like the Velvet Tongue is for her eyes only, um, Honey Lingus, Shake and Bake, uh, Dial D for, for Desire. So they each have a title. And mm-hmm. the concept is you get together and he rips out a sealed envelope or she rips out a sealed envelope, and in the app, you just see the envelopes, and you pick one. And in the app, the minute you pick one, a notification goes out to your partner, letting them know that a surprise is on the way, that they are going to seduce you. Scintillating. And (laughs) Exactly. So here's... the, the the question was what is my what is this equation this this formula, and um, it's everything that I do is based on this formula, and it's blank plus blank equals great sex or hot sex. How would you fill in the blank? <laughs> I want to know what James <laughs> I mean, as a single How, woman, I wonder if it's the same thing. Um, anyway, blank plus blank equals great sex. Mm-hmm. Blank plus for long term couples. Yeah. Uh huh. Well, I think for sure, um, surprise, the element of surprise. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and I think also just like intimate connection, you know, really paying attention to your partner. Um, mm-hmm. That's a big part. Um, hmm. It's been a while. I think, <laughs> I, yeah. It, <laughs> well, it is all about surprise. Because you know what? When you're working behind the scenes to make your partner feel special, you're go- you know, we're all busy, 
and you're planning, a man with a plan, knowing that you're going to be seduced, you know, like a Friday night or a Saturday night, you actually have a date, and he's planning something to surprise you with, Mm-hmm. There, the, I'm, I'm, that, that feeling, there's nothing like it. You feel special. You feel cared for. You feel loved. You feel desired. And that's what my, that's what 101 Nights of Great Sex, the book, and the app gives you a plan. Then the second part of that, which is the first part is anticipation. For long-term um, couples, that's the one thing. When people stop planning to surprise their partner, there's no anticipation. Anticipation is everything. Mm-hmm. Because now I know you're going to surprise me, so I have time to anticipate. And then when we finally get together and we ha- we, there's lovemaking, the creativity, the second part of the equation is there because you're not doing the same thing. And what's mm-hmm. cool about the interlocking apps and the book is that you both are doing it. So you both know where the ideas are coming from. I give you kind of a script, a seduction, and you interpret it. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You read it, and it's just really the basis of making it your own and making it special. So, um, but um, I want to play something for you. I hope I, because this is what your sex life could sound like for the next year. If you're in a long-term okay. relationship, you ready? Okay. <laughs> sure. No, this, I love this. I love this, Sandy. This is my favorite part of the app, okay? And it'll okay. be, it, um, okay, so it was just accepted in, in, in the Apple Store. It won't be out until January the 20th. But <clears throat> once you choose a secret seduction, uh, a notification is sent to your partner. And this mm-hmm. is what it sounds like. I hope I can do this. Hold on. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, wait. Oh, didn't work. <laughs> anyway, it's, it's I heard, a... I heard uh, a whistle. <laughs> it's a whistle. It's a cat call. Hold on. And I heard it. I heard it. Anyway, so every time <laughs> you hear that whistle, you know that, mm-hmm. uh, it's That's... like, guess what? On. <laughs> that's it! Oh my God, that's awesome! That's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> we provide and, sound know, effects like, on the show. <laughs> oh, I love it. There's like instant <laughs> messaging. Every time you flirt with your partner or send a tease or do something through the app, that sound is the sound that you're being flirted with and loved oh, and love desired. It. It's great. And you know what? And this client this morning, I'm going to bring her up again because she's revisiting a relationship that ended and deciding whether it can work. And we talked about agreements and, and what what needs to change. And one of the things that she really was missing was the feeling of him planning, of him, you know, cherishing her in the way that she wanted. And And we need to make it clear that we want that also. And so I love that in this app, both members of the couple are doing it. It's not just one person carrying the weight, which is what happens often. Um, and I think that's important. It's a, it's a two-way street. And there's nothing sexier than, than somebody who shows their desire for you. And I remember I had a partner once who would just, like, bang me up against the wall. You know, and it was just – it was – I loved it. I loved that he would take me. And I know that that was mm-hmm. a big part of, like, the Fifty Shades of Grey, the whole appeal of, of a man just deeply desiring 
her. Um, and you actually talk about um, Fifty Shades of Grey. Um, what do you think was the, the main appeal of that whole craze? Uh, it was oh, terribly it's, written and, you know. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But people yeah. loved it. But they loved it. Well, you know, how many times did she bite her lip? Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's like 38 times. Right. When you're biting your lip, you're filled with anticipation. Mm. That whole series was about seduction and anticipation. Mm-hmm. Every time he had sex with her, he had a plan. There was there was nothing spontaneous. And and look, I love spontaneous sex. I wrote 101 Great Quickies, a book. But sex with a plan where you can tell that that the person has taken time, you know, taken time to 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 give you pleasure and really thought about it. There's nothing sexier than that. And, and, and um, uh, Christian Gray, he never repeated himself. <laughs> this guy, had a, mm-hmm. he had more than a plan. I mean, he knew that every woman wanted to be taken and seduced. And the number one sexual fantasy for men is also to be seduced. The number one sexual fantasy for women is to be seduced. Isn't that interesting? We both want to be seduced. Um, if you ask most men, you know, when was the last time your wife or your girlfriend seduced you? They can't even tell you. They don't even know the answer. Yeah. Hmm. And so the weight is, and, and they, they run out of ideas. You know, so where, how do you, you know, you can say to a man, please, I want you to be more romantic. I want you to be more this. They don't know what to do. They want to please you, but then they get bogged down, too, with, you know, being afraid of making the wrong move. Do you know what I mean? They, they're, yeah, because they often are wrong, and they're made wrong by their spouse. <laughs> <laughs> right? We let them know it. Yes, no. and we have to set men up to win just like they have to set us up to win. So, so what, can, what can they do right now? What can couples do to spice up their life, their love life? Well, I mean, they can, I mean, the first thing, they, they have to have a plan. My, my whole thing is, would you rather know that you're going to be surprised so you have an opportunity to anticipate, or would you just want to be surprised? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'm all about anticipation. So I, um, I love to, to say, you know, Saturday night we're going out, and I've made the plans, and then I stop, I start dropping hints. I'll leave a little love note in the car. I mean, I'll do those things. And I'll tease him. And like I'm, I planned New Year's Eve. He has no idea where we're going. Mm. <laughs> so, but I love to do that. And I love to be in charge as a woman and then see the surprise on his face. To see him, you know, just melt. And, mm-hmm. and and so I love that. I understand the value of that. And I know most women want the man to do, you know, to make all the moves. But I think for men, if you show them how to do it, do you know what I mean? Then they yeah. will be more likely to be able to start doing it on their own. But it's got to yeah. be equal. It has to be equal, but also what you're saying is so important that women need to understand that men want to make them happy, but if they're if they keep being made wrong and if they keep you know failing, 
then they're going to shut down, just like you shut down in your marriage, just like I shut down in my marriage. You, you can't have all that negativity and then feel good about it. So we need to work at helping each other feel good and set, it, set each other up for success instead of failure. And also, you said it before, I mean, we need to work on being playful. To, mm-hmm. You know, it's very easy for me to get into that masculine in, energy. Unfortunately, it is. And I really have to really think about now I'm going to unwind at 6 o'clock. I'm turning Laura Korn, the businesswoman, off. And I'm going to take a bath. I'm going to listen to music. I'm going to go sit on his lap. I'm going to whisper something in his ear. I'm going to get into that playful feminine energy. And every time I do, I'm, I, I feel that's when I feel the the most feminine. The, I feel mm-hmm. my girly side. And um, one way to help women do this is to get the app, to get the book, rip out a sealed envelope and 101 Nights of Great Sex, or get the app, lock into a seduction. I love the velvet tongue. The velvet tongue was even on the David Letterman show. Okay, <laughs> it's an amazing. He will love it. Um, uh, Heather Locklear once got on David Letterman st- talking about my velvet tongue, and I almost fell out of my chair. I was like, "Oh my oh god! Oh my god! Oh my god! How exciting!" Um, right? <laughs> it really was. Um, anyway, so you know, just you, we need uh, men need novelty women need novelty we need to be playful we need to take charge we need to learn how to lean in and lean out which i'm stealing that from you i'm stealing okay. that from you cuz it's so good fanny <laughs> uh, <but> anyway. <laughs> well you're you have you have a lovely playful side to you and um you know and i think like hearing you laugh hearing you just have this sense of ease I mean, I felt it right away, and so many women that I work with um, have had so much pain in their past that they really can't let go. And so it's it's such an important thing to have that, to, to be able to tap into that. It's not about opening yourself up for pain. It's really opening yourself up for pleasure, and we all deserve to have more pleasure. <clears throat> and you know what? It's, it, it takes practice. It does yeah. take practice. It takes intention. So, you, you know, what I love about, uh, about my book and the app, it's really a course in the erotic arts. It's really a course in letting go and experimenting and trying new things, being the seducer, being the seducee. And it, it's like literally you'll feel like a kid in a candy store um, when you pull a seduction and you know it's your turn to be seduced, literally you will get speeding tickets on the way home because you know <laughs> you're going to be surprised. And I, I mean, and forget some of the techniques. I mean, I mean, some of the things I have him do for you. I mean, you'll levitate off the bed. <laughs> you're like, oh my god, oh my god, you'll call my name. I love it. Oh my god. <laughs> Everybody's going to be screaming out, thank you, Laura. (laughs) As long as she's screaming it and he's not. (laughs) Right, exactly. Who's Laura? We don't want him screaming, thank you, Laura. No, no, that would not be a good thing. (laughs) 
<laughs> I love it. So, uh, Laura, thank you, Laura. Um, how can people find your book and find you and all your apps and well, everything else that you got uh, out there? Well, yeah, well, the app won't be available until it will be available on uh, in Google Play and, and Apple January the 20th. And, of course, I'm on Amazon. And you can all, always check me out at 101nights.com or lauracorn.com and read more about it. And, you know, it's just uh, I believe in anticipation plus creativity equals hot sex. That's the mm. formula. I mean, Sounds we're great. You know, obviously you have to have connection and trust and all that, but yeah, but once you already I got that, right? Exactly. So, you know, yeah. You're you're a couple. You've been sleeping together. You're bored out of your mind. You're predicting <laughs> sex. <laughs> Go get Laura's oh, book. I, okay, I do want to recommend another book, and I do adore her. I love this book, but everyone should also pick up a copy of Mating in Captivity. Oh, okay. Yeah, Have Esther you read it, Esther Perel? Be on my show. Yeah, Esther. Esther's a friend of a friend, and we're trying to get her onto the radio show. She is terrific, and watch her terrific. TED talks. She's she's got. Well, that's. I mean, it's based on the same premise that when you're mating in captivity, you become bored. It's predictable, um, and often people are straying and looking for sex outside the relationship because that's exciting. Exactly. Right? Yep. In the last uh, uh, third of her book, she talks about novelty, anticipation, you know, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, yeah, yeah, everything, everything that I've been talking about for 20 years. But she says it in a different way, and Mm -hmm. she's just just such a, it's a a great book. That whole book is underlined, dog tagged, you know, it's my Bible. Mm. Mm. Well, that's very generous of you to recommend another author on it. On a show oh, promoting absolutely. you. <laughs> um, well, thank you, Laura. Well, I hope everybody who's listening goes out and has fabulous sex. And um, certainly, as we go into the new year, you can anticipate 365 nights of <laughs> fabulous sex. And uh, go out and get the book. And uh, thank you so much, Laura, for coming on the show. This okay. was a delight. All right. Thank you so much. And action equals attraction. Thank you so much, Sandy. Okay. Thank Thank, you. Take care. Bye. Thank you. You too. Thanks so much, everybody, for listening in today. And I hope you all go on your last first date very soon. Be well.